Welcome to the Self Starter Show. I'm your host, Steve Clare, and on this show, you're gonna be hearing from entrepreneurs. You're gonna hear about their wins that got them where they are, their losses, and everything in between, as well as the advice that they have that helped them along the way. Along with bonus solo episodes of my personal secrets of life, success, and empathy sprinkled in for you, the listener. Like chapters of a great book, each episode will provide you with a bit of a cheat code to success and happiness. All right, episode four. I'm here with Christian Sanchez. Christian from the Bronx started his own clothing line, Vincere. Um, I'm not going to go into what Vincere stands for and all about the company. I'm going to let him tell you uh, without further ado. Yeah, so thank you for having me. Um, in terms of like Vincere, so going to the history of it it originally started with me and my brother we just wanted to create a clothing brand we weren't sure you know what the name would be we want we know we wanted to have meaning behind the name um so at first we thought of the name omni well let's let's rewind a little bit yeah. right now it's 2023 you started vincier your clothing line in what year uh vincier we started 2020 um we had a, another clothing line that we started in 2019 and what made you want to start that clothing line in 2019? Uh, we didn't know. We didn't knew that we like clothes. We wanted to do something with meaning behind it. Um, we ended up coming up named Omni, which meant spell that O M N I. Okay, so as it sounds, meant all able. Um, we thought that was really dope. It also meant God in uh, in some other languages. All right, 2019. That's four years ago. I mean, I'm looking at you. You're you're kind of young, and don't take this the wrong way, but how old are you? 20. 20. So you started Omni when you were how old? 16. 16, you started your first clothing line. Yeah. It's commendable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was literally me, my brother, my brother's wife. We're sitting in a Chinese food restaurant in downtown thinking about just number, thinking about just different names, stuff like that. Then we liked Omni a lot, and we ended up drawing a logo on the spot with just a bunch of spirals. And the text Omni in the middle. So was it just the idea of starting a clothing line or had you been designing products before that and you just wanted to put a name on it? So at the time I did graphic design um, and there was a lot of design that I made for other clothing brands that were some of my clients. Um, and I just thought it was really cool. I feel like those were the projects that I had a lot of fun on. And I felt like something I could do for myself. Was that something that you at 16 year old that your friends were doing at the time as well? Uh, No, no, definitely not. I, I would say... What were your friends doing at that time? Playing Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Yeah. Anybody leave their house, leave their apartment to do anything outside, or everyone's just uh, inside I mean, playing video games? We would games? grab food here and there. Kind of regular thing to do at 16, grabbing food, cheap food because we're broke. Um, whatever maybe a McDonald's, McChicken <laughs> or something, you know? That was really about it. So you're 16, you come up with Omni, and what are your first? what's your first product line? So it was a t-shirt. That was the first thing. We feel like t-shirt is a staple. We have to start there. Um, were you selling, were you looking to push these out on e-com? Were you selling them on the street corner? Like how are you, how are you selling t-shirts? Yeah, so we were looking, we, for Omni, we never sold anything. And the reason for that was we went, we created the logo, we created the branding behind it. And then we wanted to get a trademark for it. And as we were filing for the trademark, maybe a day before we filed for it, Samsung bought it. So, not sure what they needed a clothing. Wait a second. So, if you would have bought Omni a month prior to that, if you would have trademarked Omni a month prior, do you think 
that Samsung could have came to you and given you a payout? Possibly. Possibly. I have no idea. It was crazy because it's like, you know, there's so many people in the world and it makes sense for someone else to think of the same thing we were. But for Samsung, such a big company, especially them being in the tech space and the trademark having the details of a clothing brand was just was crazy. So after that, that's when we started catering towards different names and we figured out that there's this name that goes through our entire family, Vicente. So my brother's middle name. Vicente. Yeah. So that's, V-I-C- that's, that's Spanish. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it goes through my brother's middle name, father, grandfather, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and it means to win in Latin. Um, and then the Latin origin of that name is Vincere, which is why we created the clothing brand Vincere. I feel like it just all fell really perfectly. It just came together really perfectly. You know, it being my grandfather coming from Dominican Republic as an immigrant with not a single word of English in his vocabulary and starting a business as a tailor, right? So that clothing coming into play already. So your grandfather came here from DR as an yeah. immigrant and he became a tailor. Correct. And provided for his wife and seven children. So let me tell you what's, let me tell you, let me ask you, um, how important is family to you? Is that your most, is that the most important thing that you value? And how has that, it's a three-part question, and how has that kind of molded what Vincere has become? I think family is everything to me. Um, family is always there. You know, as as you, you go through life and... Well, family's always there for you. Yeah, for sure. Some people don't have the... Some people don't have the luxury of having good core family. Some people have shitty family. You are fortunate enough to have this amazing foundation that your grandfather brought here from the DR and showed the importance of family to you guys, to your mother, father. To my father, yeah. To your father. And he then instilled that into you and your brother. 100%. 100%. Like my, you know... For as long as I can remember, my father has always been huge for family. Um, always there for his brothers and sisters. Always there for me and my siblings. Always there for his grandfather and grandmother. Um, you know, anything that they needed, he was there. For whatever it had been. And just seeing that as a kid, you know, it definitely makes you understand what the importance of family is. And how, no matter what happens in life, you know, at least in our case... You know, you have someone to fall back on, someone to speak to, someone to be with, someone that will love you unconditionally, something I wouldn't trade for anything in this world. It's amazing. So you've now had, so you, you pivoted from Omni to Vincere and how many seasons of clothing have you done or uh, better terminology? Um, how many lines have you come up with? For Vincere? For Vincere. So for Vincere, two lines. So we had our original drop um, early last year, which... We did just word of mouth, sold maybe around 50, 60% of what we had. Um, then we took some time to try to just think about branding, think about marketing, because marketing is something that we really lacked in. We weren't sure how to, what was the best way to market as well with me and my brother having so much on our plates outside of Vincere. Um, then we we're given this phenomenal opportunity by the man I'm speaking to right now um, to have a pop-up shop in Williamsburg. And that was an insane, insane experience so how did uh you know for those listening um i have a i have a space in in williamsburg that i i gave to christian for 
a Vincier pop-up that he did, what, throughout the entire month of October? Yeah. And how were sales throughout that month? What did your uh, your following look like from October 1st to November 1st? How did having the opportunity to do a pop-up work out for you guys? It was more than we could ever imagine. It was insane. So, one, the sales were good. I feel like the area just had really good foot traffic. And I feel like Williamsburg is a very tight-knit community. So, when something's new, you know, the word kind of gets around. Um, and I remember the first day we opened up, the first couple hours, no one came in because it was early in the morning. Makes sense. And me and my brother were just chatting about it. We were unsure about how this month would go. And this lady just walks in and she ended up asking us, oh, are you guys new? You know, what is this place about? And I ended up speaking to her, explaining her the story behind it with, you know, our grandfather and how he had all odds against them and he won against all odds to, and how so many people in New York City have similar stories. And she just, her eyes <laughs> opened up. Oh, I thought you were about to say she started bawling. No, no, no. Her eyes just opened up crazy. Um, and she was just so excited. And she loved it. She loved the brand. And she was so excited to look through our clothes. And she picked out a hoodie. And she took off the hoodie she was wearing. She bought the hoodie. She wore it out. And that was an insane experience. Because, like, you know, for all the orders that we've had online, it's a name, right? And obviously, people, you know, it's amazing to see that a person was willing to buy your product. But when you see them in person and you see their genuine excitement to hold something that you created and have it, it was, like, it was eye-opening experience for me and my brother for sure so it's more with that it's more not not about the money it's about it's about the passion it's about the love it's about seeing someone appreciate your art 100 percent, 100 percent, and specifically to just show the world new york and our grit and our characteristics and ambitions i feel like this is where everyone dreams uh and everyone dreams pretty damn big and the only thing that divides the people that accomplish their dreams and the people that continue to dream is their ambitions. And if they're willing to take the chances, even though all our odds are against them or not. So speaking of which, um, what's, uh, what's one or two big obstacles that you guys have come across? Like, was there a, a fuck, what are we doing moment where you were kind of back against the wall, looked like you guys should just, not close up shop because you don't have shop, but just let's just fold. Yeah. Um. So at the time, I was again like I was around sixteen, around Omni, so maybe seventeen ish around Vincere. I have always tried every opportunity to just work for myself, or if not, you know, have a side job, whatever it is. I think at the point at this point, I was working. Hmm. I think I was working at PC Richard and Son. I want to say. Um, as your main as one job and what else were you doing oh, graphic design uh, i sold sneakers I had an, an entire like sneaker empire that i built for myself which was really cool um so i was selling sneakers doing graphic design and i was doing random random odd jobs here and there um so i was getting paid min- minimum wage at pc richard and son and i saved up a lot of money like at least a lot of money to me it, it was uh around three three and a half grand um, and I dumped it all into our stock, which wasn't the brightest idea since no one knew we existed yet. Um, but when we did our first drop and we sold a decent amount, we were like, crap, we have so many hoodies, barely people know that we exist. What the hell do we do? And I don't have any more money to do anything else. Where were you 
keeping the back stock. Where were all these hoodies? Oh, Just in my room. Bedroom? Yeah, in my room. Huge, huge, huge boxes. <laughs> I had to like step over boxes to get out of my room. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was pretty, pretty bad. But yeah, that was the that was kind of that moment that was like, oh crap, we ordered too many hoodies. Not sure how we're gonna move them. For sure. So at that point, were you just like, all right, maybe we should, you know, I asked you for a, you know, a let's close up shop moment. Were you thinking you're going to donate all the hoodies and like, we're not going anywhere? What we ended up thinking, we were like, should we just give all of these out to influencers? And That's see not what, a bad idea. Happens? But companies do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Companies do that before Instagram, before social media was a thing. That was the, the Ed Hardy model. For sure. Ed Hardy just gave hats and glitter t-shirts out to all celebrities. Paparazzis take pictures of them. Now people want to go and wear Ed Hardy. Yeah. Influencer marketing before it was a thing. Uh, it might have, was that before your time? You were probably in... Uh... And I, Ed Hardy, I wore Ed Hardy when I was a kid. Okay. Had a lot. Especially like cologne too. Ed Hardy cologne? Yeah. Uh, it probably smelled like bubble gum. I, I don't know. I have no idea. I, I, I don't think the ladies liked it. No? no, the ladies. Ed Hardy was. You must have been like eleven when Ed Hardy was. Big. I was. I was wearing Ed Hardy up until. Not even. You must have been. Uh, you must have been like eight. I was wearing Ed Hardy. I would say, from around third grade, to middle school, and that's because my mom always bought me Ed Hardy. Would you rock an Ed Hardy hat right now? If I liked it, yeah. If I liked it. All right, I'm, I'm not find, crazy, but I'm gonna find you in that Hardy hat. Uh, <laughs> are there any? Are there any rules? Just no. Uh, no rhinestones, or would you yeah. do rhinestones? No, no, no. No rhinestones. The plainer, the better. The plainer. If you're saying that, then you don't know what Ed Hardy. No, I know what Ed Hardy Ed is. Hardy, the, the word no plain rhin- does not fit with Ed Hardy. Touche, touche. I, I do like some of their like like um, graphics, like especially like the jaguar that that they, I've seen. Right. There's like the jaguar eating a snake while stepping on a monkey, like or something like that. That's yeah. the that's what an Ed Hardy looks. That'd like. be dope, but no glitter or rhinestones. No, I, that's a little much. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for Vincere. Excited for this year. I love it. So going into 2023, what uh what do you have in store for Vincere? Yeah. So we're changing up our business model in terms of we're gonna start doing pre-orders. Um. Well, before you say this, yeah. When you say something, I need you to tell me the why. Of course. Because the importance of this show, I want there to be tidbits. I want there to be cheat codes that people could take and use in their lives. So why are you doing this? Yeah. So we are changing to a pre-order model. Um. The reason for that is explain pre-order model. Yeah, of course. So we'll create a product, right? Let's say it's a, let's say it's an Ed Hardy hat, for example. Oh, well, um, let's say it's a Vincere hat. Vincere hat, yeah, sure. So it's a Vincere hat. We market the hat, post the hat up, have it up there for a week or so, whatever the time period you choose, and just go really hard on marketing. Now, as people order them, we don't have anything in stock, so. What we do is in the description, you say, hey, you know, this will take one month for you to get your your hat, whatever, whatever, you know, that time is for you. And they purchase it. We take that money to buy the hats. And then we keep the profit. It helps us not put a lot of capital, capital up front, helps us be able to sell as many hats as people can buy. Right. Versus having us being stuck on a limited amount of stock. And it's just it's just more profitable for us now since, you know, we don't have that much capital to start buying hundreds of hats and hundreds of shirts and hundreds of jackets and pants and all that stuff, especially since all we do is cut and sew. It gives us more time as well to perfect 
that product and make it the best quality that we possibly can. I think a lot of companies do this. So you'll have it where you go on sale and then it says, no, it's not like you're uh, shipping today, but delivery within two weeks. Yeah. Are you going to be able to deliver within two weeks? So probably not two weeks. I would say a month. Um, do you think people will still order if, it gonna, if it's going to take a month for it to get there? A hundred percent. I think as long, you know, just me and my friends, you know, I spoke with them since we're just all really into streetwear and there's a lot of brands that we've personally bought from um usually small smaller brands and you know small designers but you know it takes a while but once you get the product if that product was worth that time you're ecstatic so we want to make sure that our quality is as best as it possibly can be for these pre-orders fair enough um i love that i love that because it lets you have low overhead and you could really you know, see what people are buying. So, you know, you put the designs out there and for you, it's economic, it's economically the best way to go. Um, what is probably, what's the most important lesson that you've learned throughout owning Vincere, throughout growing this brand within the last three years? What's the bit, what's the most important lesson you've learned? storytelling um storytelling is what sells um vincere i think it's great which is dope i think it's a dope brand i think it's i think it's sick it doesn't mean everyone else will think that it's sick i think when you put a story behind the brand i think that's when someone can take this little bit here this little bit here and it can really hit home for them and that's when they create a connection with the brand they want to be part of that brand um going back to what we spoke about with that first customer coming into the pop-up she thought the place was cool but the second she heard that story behind it is when she was sold is when she wanted to become part of the Vincere community and i think storytelling is huge when it comes to marketing when it comes to building a brand when it comes to having a brand of substance right i think storytelling is the most important thing that i've learned this year i think we wouldn't be three percent where we are if it wasn't for storytelling and in terms of your time you know let's say you, you're you have a hundred percent of your day your brother's a hundred percent of his day how much of your time are you both committing to vincere and do you see that changing in the future so what i would say is currently i got a big pet peeve of mine when people say what i would i would say because what you would say is you're about to say it, right yeah for me personally, I would say I, well, every day is different because certain things need to be done on certain days, but I would say I give around 40 to 50% of my day towards Vincere. My brother, I would say he gives around the same. Now, personally though, a little less since he is having a baby. So I want him to take a little less, um, a little less time on things because, you know, he has a child to, to take care of. Shout out to Killian, by the way. Killian is... Killian is my brother's son. Killian Vicente Sanchez. Got to keep it going. I love that. So you're keeping the lineage strong. 100%. We have to get some Vincere baby clothes on him soon. I love that. I mean, Seymour would love Seymour, love that. Seymour is ripe and ready to model Vincere for you. There you go. Yeah. I mean, Max already hooked him up with the Siegelman stable hat. I saw. Yeah. That one's sick. I think he needs a Vincere hat. We'll make it happen. You swear? Promise? Promise. Make you promise. Fair. Make you promise. Uh, it's across the table, so can't kiss the thumb, but 
I'll kiss it there. There you go. There we go. All right, Christian. Right now, what are you reading? What am I reading right now? I'm reading two books. Should be three, but I'm reading two books. You shouldn't be reading three unless you're listening to one and reading one. So are you reading two physically? Yeah, I'm reading two physically. Right. Um, Richest Man in Babylon. Which was a short richest man in Babylon. Yeah, the richest man in Babylon was a short book that a uh, buddy of mine, Tom Stefanik, uh, gifted to me. Ah, uh, get. I just had Tom. Uh, we just had Tom on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So he gave me that book. I started reading it instantly. Absolutely love it. Um, and then second book is Atomic Habits. How far are you into Atomic Habits? Atomic Habits. I'm about sixty percent in. Okay, I I read Atomic Habits uh, a couple years ago. Fantastic book. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it, it it's good. It's just a, uh, it's hard with a lot of things going on when you're wearing a lot of hats to keep to uh to a certain regimen. Yeah. Would you agree? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I think as long as you you pick a certain schedule that you want to have and you stick to it, have those. But when you're working like we are and doing so many different things in so many different categories, right? Things are always constantly changing. There's never a day that's the same. That's why I feel like we always speak about how Monday feels like Wednesday and Saturday feels like Tuesday and it's all, the, it's all a blur. Um, but as long as you take three, four, five things that you set a priority every single day and you make it happen. Like for me, non-negotiables are 10 minutes of meditation. Non-negotiables are going to the gym and reading, right? No, there are three non-negotiables that I don't go a day without, no matter what. And that's just a promise I keep to myself. And, yeah, I think it's important to have that. I'm sure you have some non-negotiables as well. I do. I wake up in the morning. First thing I do is read. Um, depending on what time Seymour wakes up, I try and let him uh, kind of make his baby noises in his crib for at least an extra, like, 15, 20 minutes before I go in there so I can get some more reading done. I like to read before looking at the phone. So before I start consuming text, emails, yada, yada, I'm consuming whatever book I have in hand on that, that moment. Sometimes I like to pair, um, I like to pair a biography, hmm. biography memoir, um, by paperback with some sort of, um, uh, educational or, uh, you know, self-help type book. Uh, psychological book via audible which i listen to in the car so i'll pair nice. them i'll be reading i'll be reading about somebody while reading you know self-help psychological books by audible and that's been fantastic right now i'm doing uh i'm reading a great hospitality book and um yeah really getting the gym in every day it's important if i miss it it's important to at least stretch and get some push-ups done in the apartment um, I'm fortunate enough to have a gym in my building, so if I can get downstairs and run for 24 minutes, that's fantastic too. But it's really important to not get to not get uh, out of your routine because once you're out of your routine, it's very it's I'm gonna say it's hard to get uh, it's hard to get back into it, but it kind of is. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm I'm thinking about it right now where. This morning, I, I I couldn't get to the gym, and like I'm thinking right now, like shit, I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta get some movement in. I completely agree. Even yesterday, I was out the entire day, wasn't able to hit the gym in the morning, and as I was heading home, the gym closed at eleven. 
<laughs> I got to the gym at 10.30 and I knew it wasn't enough time. So what I did is I took my workout routine, went to the machines that I knew I could not do at home, did those, and then I did the rest of the work at home. Because I knew if I missed that day, it just, it, I feel like it just compromises like, that promise to yourself even in like richest man in babylon i'm gonna butcher the exact like wording of it but he speaks about you know if you make a promise to yourself that every time you cross a bridge on your way home you throw a pebble into the water right for 365 days you're gonna do it on the 10th day if you forget that you crossed the bridge you don't say you're gonna throw two two pebbles tomorrow you retrace your steps walk back to 10 steps and throw go throw that pebble down and I, I feel like that's that's so very true. I, I knew I had to get that gym in yesterday at 10.30. Cause I knew if I didn't hit it that day, then, I, oh, maybe, it, sure, I could hit Saturday, but then I only have one day of rest now, and it, it messes up everything, you know? So I think that's very, very true. I love it. Christian Sanchez, Vincere, Um uh, I'm looking forward to some some gear for Seymour. Um, my Vincere hoodie is one of my most comfortable articles of clothing. You glad you love it. I appreciate it. Um, before we send off, uh, you have a quote that you live by? Yeah. Win against all odds. Win against all odds. Christian Sanchez. Thank thanks. you for having me. Thanks for coming, brother. It was a pleasure. I'll, uh, I'll see how things go in 2023, right? Yeah. Can't and wait to see who you have on here next week. I, ditto. And uh, let's, me and you, get back on the mic in about six months from now, and we'll see where you guys are at. Sounds good.